0: This is a download from MFR (laughs) The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian
1: Old.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Ross County Fan Zone on MFR News and views from Victoria Park by the fans for the fans, and I've got two Ross County diehards alongside me, as always, along with North Star Sports Editor Paul Chalk to look ahead to this weekend's game with Celtic. will talk comings and goings at Victoria Park and also look back on a year that no Ross County fan will ever forget, 2012. Yep, as I said, joined by two Ross County diehards, uh, John Maxwell and Scott Taylor, and also the North Star Sports Editor Paul Chop, John. I'll come to you first of all. We've been—it's been a while since we last uh, met. Motherwell, Derby defeat, and a Dundee draw uh, in between times. Let's look ahead with optimism and hope. Celtic Park this weekend. Uh, Ross County's first ever SPL trip to Celtic.
1: Are you confident? I can't say I'm particularly confident. Um, not only on. Uh, Ross County's recent performances and scorelines, but also in the, the the form that Celtic have shown this season, the Celtic have tripped up at home against Dundee and uh, sorry, Kilmarnock and Celtic uh, Kilmarnock and Caledonian Thistle rather, and I think Kenty can do something similar if they're on top of their game, but it's a big ask.
2: Yeah, that Dundee draw was um, quite demoralising uh, in the end, uh, perhaps they should have got three points I wasn't at the game so I can't really comment Scott were you across at Victoria Park at the weekend was that a fair assessment should they, should they have got the three points
0: well certainly in the second half they upper the game and Richard Britton had a brilliant opportunity for literally the last kick of the game um, when he hit the post um, I think Dundee will be pleased to get come away from Dingle with a draw but I think County although the performance wasn't that great I still think they did enough to kind of sneak a win
2: Making his debut on the show uh, this week, the North Star sports editor, Paul Chuck. I think that's three mentions of the paper there. And we've even got a paper in as well. <laughs> okay. So, you know. This is good. Yeah, yeah, we, we're on side with, with Um Paul, you were at the game uh, at the weekend. Um, so important when you 're going to, to to Parkhead to try and, and be confident you know i don 't think that uh, there 's anything expected of ross county this weekend that that could be a good thing as well
3: yeah that 's right um spoke to Ross talkley um about this game and uh, a guy who 's been there and has uh, got a result at Parkhead before of course and um, he uh, thinks that uh, you know you, you look at the results that 's been mentioned you know tonight already the fact that teams have gone to Parkhead and taken a result, but I think um, you know, he said, You've got to travel with optimism, you've got to believe. He says, We get into every game believing we can take something. And um, I think the fact that they, they came out of the Dundee game with a point at least and played well, as you said, in the second half as well, um, you know, I think there is a belief and confidence that the pressure is off them, the pressure is all on Celtic this weekend. And that, as you say, does work in Celtic's favour.
2: John. I heard Derek Adams say that he wasn't uh, very happy with the side's performance, uh, quite scathing of of his side uh, at the end of the game. Hopefully, that will spur them on that, that this weekend. I mean, there's there's no better place to uh, you know to get back to winning ways than going to Parkhead and winning it. It is a big ask, we all know that. Uh, but these players have got a, a real point to prove.
1: They do indeed. Sometimes, when you go to grounds like Celtic Park, you don't need much motivation from the manager, as well. I, th- I think it will come down to the uh, organisation and, and Derek's tactics to a, a large extent as it was against Dundee I think he's got himself to blame for the, the first half performance because the, the balance in the team just didn't look right there were, there were too many defenders who weren't comfortable with playing the ball out of defence and, and if they just if they continue to do that against Celtic and uh, lump the ball forward um then they're going to surrender possession too many times and it would be too much to ask for the defence to to cope uh, all all match without having some relief from the midfielders. When you've got someone like Mark Fotheringham who started his career at Ross County quite brightly, I don't think he's doing as an efficient job in central midfield as Richard Britton would or definitely as Paul Lawson would Uh, and I think that Richard Britton will have to go back into central midfield if Kent, you've got the standard chance
2: Correct me if I'm wrong but I'm sure it was your Twitter page that I saw it on the other day uh, talking about uh, the absence of Paul Lawson you are quite upset about uh, Paul Lawson being uh, in the stands at the moment we'll, we'll go on to talk about uh, obviously some players have been released yeah. the fact that Paul Lawson is still there is that is that a good thing? or, or perhaps you know there might be time for him to move on?
1: For his own sake, I think he's got to look at look at other options. If he's going to be rotting in the sand, stand so, so, so to speak, I think he's a talented footballer. Maybe not, he's he's not a better player than other players in the squad, but he brings different uh, talents to the squads that balance the team. In my opinion, um, he he works so well with Stuart Kettlewall because Kettow drives on. Lawson likes to sit back and and dictate from deep. Fotheringham in theory does that, but he doesn't do it as well in my opinion, because Fotheringham fothering he, he doesn't have the defence splitting pass where he can't pass first time. He can't spread the play first time across the park in the way that Lawson can, or Britain can. Britain can do all that as well. And Britain's got leadership qualities, but I think I think there's space for Lawson and Britain in the midfield if Britain can play in the right, which he's good at, he's great at. Um but I, I, I think I think Lawson's, his vision, his his ability and willingness to, to take the ball from the defenders no matter the pressure that's put on them by any opposition and his eye for a through ball from, from any area on the pitch it makes him a key asset for the team and I think that the balance in the midfield this season hasn't been the same without him.
2: Yeah, He has been a real miss that's for sure. Um, a couple of guys who come into the side Scott um, at Dundee against Dundee at the weekend even Alec Cooper was very bright uh, by all accounts and, and Gary Glenn come off the bench to score at his first county goal could that be the, the spark that we need from the likes of Gary Glenn?
0: Hopefully um, in terms of Alex Cooper um, when he came when you started against Kilmarnock earlier on in the season you looked really impressive um, you obviously had injury troubles and just kind of just getting back into the squad but um, over the last couple of games where he's come on against Cali Thistle and at the weekend against Indy, I've been quite impressed with him. Uh, Gary Glenn's been in and out of the team. Um, he hasn't done too badly. Um, he took his goal well, um, certainly, against Indy. Um, I think it's just a question of whether you know, whether he, Adams wants to start with two kind of recognised strikers against Celtic, which I wouldn't think he'd be inclined to, not, not Setwick
2: Park. <laughs> <laughs> this season has surprised me You never know He yeah. <laughs> might go with two strikers uh, Chalky um, I hate to, to refer it back to Callie Thistle at the moment Because Billy Mackay is is really on form And I've heard uh, many people say Well you know, perhaps Gary Glenn could be A Billy Mackay type figure uh, For Ross County and, and grab the goals He's got one already He's off and running You know hopefully that might I might encourage him to, to find the back of the net even more Gary
3: Glenn is a player that I want to see more of in a Ross County shirt I think um, you know, as Scott said he took his goal tremendously well against Dundee, he shows a lot of vision he's got a great uh, awareness in and around the box but um, he had a great pedigree at Hearts and I think he was at Hearts at a difficult time where there was a lot of movement and he was sitting in the bench Far too often for a player of his caliber, he made the move, which a lot of guys his age probably wouldn't have done. Which shows that he he was bold and, you know, um, he saw this as a move to forward his career. Um, he liked what he heard from Derek and George Adams and. Um, uh, Derek has said this week as you pointed out all day that Billy McKay is of a similar um, you know similar type of player who mm-hmm. was not really in the picture much last year uh, got his chance and it's all about consistency that should point towards the fact that Gary Glenn should get his opportunity against Celtic there's no point Taking him off the bench, he scores a goal and then he sits on the bench for another two, three weeks. So I hope Derek follows through with that and plays uh, Gary this weekend. And, um, you know, whether he goes to up front, um, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, Colin Merriman's not done much wrong, but the goals haven't happened for him. So tough decision for Derek.
2: Mm-hmm. Good to see Gary Glenn on, there, on the score sheet nonetheless. Uh, let's move back to the game in hand that Celtic were looking forward to. They've been drawn today uh, against Juventus in the Champions League. I know they're not playing uh, Champions or have played Champions League football this week but all the talk in the press has been about the Champions League draw um, John, a, a few of the Celtic players coming out and talking about Juventus that's all fair and good but uh, there hasn't been any mention of Ross County yet and perhaps they may have taken their eye off the ball a little bit
1: I think that Neil Lennon will make sure that that doesn't happen at the weekend it's not as if they've got a European match coming up in the midweek they've they have got a, a few months to, to, to mull over the Juventus tie, I think that's a, it's a great tie for Scottish football in general. I'm not a Celtic fan, but I, I'll certainly be watching it. It'll be fascinating to see how Celtics react to, to a, a different style of football. Um, it's, it's great seeing Champions League football because you see such a, a, a contrast in styles and um, Neil Lennon's still quite an inexperienced manager in the grand scheme of things so it'll be good to see how they how they do but um, Ross County will be a, a different test entirely whereas <laughs> against the likes of Barcelona Celtic have sat back and they've they've been really narrow and compact and, and worked on the ethics that Ross County do when they play away from home where they, they, they try not to concede any chances at all and if they do they, they, they want to leave gaps in... in spaces that won't hurt them, i.e. on the flanks I wonder if uh, Derek Adams will use the same approach
2: John obviously mentioned early on Scott about Celtic post-Champions League action, they have dropped points, they've dropped points at home to Kilmarnock, Cali Thistle um, Hibernian and St Johnston this season um, always a, a, a daunting venue to go to even for supporters and, and press I'm sure uh, Chalky will agree with that one I'm not a big fan of Celtic Park but um, <laughs> But for the players, you know, it's one of these venues that they'll love to go to and try and get a victory. And it has uh, been proven this season that anything is possible.
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, When you look at the results this season, it's the games against the so-called bigger teams. We've obviously beaten Hibbs, Aberdeen at home. Um, I think the games, and obviously we got the draw told like Victoria Park against them. Um, we were, you know, narrowly, <laughs> narrowly missed out on the win. So I think County do have the tendency to kind of raise their game against, you know, the top six sides, if you want to put it that way. Um, certainly looking ahead towards the next four games, you know, Celtic, Hearts, Hibs, and Caley Thistle. I think those those teams are the ones that you look to that, that they're going to, you know. They're going to try and <laughs> put their all into
2: it. It's a difficult run, isn't it? You know, across yeah. the, f- the festive period, the games come thick and fast, chalky, but. Uh you know, as Scott said, they're, they're big games, and you know the, the players won't need motivated for these ones.
3: Yeah, it's certainly a valid point that Scott makes. I think yeah, you know these other games, that, uh, they, they should have beaten Celtic. It was just a little bit of misfortune, right at the death that cost them um, two points. There, there's no fear when they play Celtic. It's a bit different, obviously, going down to Celtic Park, and um, some players are not used to that environment of playing in front of you would expect fifty plus uh, thousand. Um, but yeah, these these are, are matches that has been up at the stadium this week that the players and Derek Adams are really looking forward to. They're relishing this. It's eight games now without a win. Um, but when Ro- Ross County have um, lost games this season, they've only generally lost them by a goal. I think Colmarnit are the only team to really... You know, uh, soundly uh, defeat them. So, um, but yeah, it shouldn't be overlooked that Celtic have only won 50% of their SPL games at Parkhead this year. So, um, it's all about how counties start. Can they close Celtic out? Make life difficult for them. And if you can keep Celtic quiet for 20 25 minutes, we've been there all day, the crowd don't like it and that works in counties' favour. And I'm sure the, the county fans that are down in that corner at the weekend might just have a special day if counties start well.
2: And if they can see past that pillar, indeed. As well, Celtic versus Ross County is a live commentary match on MFR Two Super Scoreboard live uh, this weekend from two thirty. When I'll be joined with Ross County, for, when I'll be joined by former Ross County defender Brian Irvin. Now some comings and goings uh, this week. Um, well, mainly goings. Um, John. Four players have been released from their contracts: Russell Duncan, Joe Mallon John Bateson and Curtis burn your thoughts on the four there
1: shall I take them in turn if, go for uh, it yeah <laughs> yeah uh, Russell Duncan's been unfortunate but um th- he's he's done well when 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 he's when he's been asked to play um he he did well against motherwell when he when he sat beside Paul Lawson who I've talked about already um and then Paul Lawson got injured in the Aberdeen match and Russell Duncan came on for him and both, both Lawson and Duncan, each separately, were probably County's best players against Aberdeen when it, when when it was a bit of a, a defensive shift and they were just hitting in the counter attack. Um, the thing with Law, uh, with Russell Duncan is that County have got countless um, central midfielders. You, I, I couldn't I couldn't even begin to list all of them. Um, but the. Uh, when when you when you've got the likes of Kettlewell, Quinn, Vigers, Britton, um, and you've got, you, when you bring in Jimmy Scott as well, we're, and Paul Lawson, um, Alex Cooper, I know he's playing in the wing just now, but he likes to, I think he prefers to be in the central midfield. At least I, I've read that in in previous interviews, maybe before he joined Ross County, and you, you've got to wonder where uh, Duncan could fit in amongst that. Not to say that he's not a good player. Because he's shown he is, but there there are only eleven places on the on the on the park. Um, I might pass some of the other players on. I don't <laughs> want to rub it on too much, but uh, I, I, I want to say something about Curtis Byrne. I think he's another one who's been quite unfortunate. I think he's every bit as good as other forwards that are at the club, and he's he's done well at Breakin recently. He isn't always scoring. Um, he's not scoring hat tricks every game, but Andy Jackson is their chief poacher. And Curtis has had to adapt his game, and he's had to run the channels there, and play as the number two striker. and And by all accounts, he's done well. And I hope I, I hope that uh, he goes on and proves himself in the the, the Scottish leagues.
2: You passed the other two guys across to to Scott, and probably probably the two guys that Scott doesn't want to talk about. But uh, well, there's one guy that you could pretty much write off in, in ten seconds. John Bates said, "It's like I we never really saw one game uh, against Wraith." Um no, very he, difficult to judge.
0: Yeah, um he obviously came in as a trialist over the summer and you know, he played a couple of friendlies and that. But I think what was unfortunate for him was around the same time that they signed him, they'd obviously signed Kovacevic as well. Mm-hmm. And Tokli And, Tokly. and Tokly yeah. as well. So
1: That would be Brian Irvin's Kovacevic I can't remember what he called. <laughs> Kelly Kelichenko. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah, well, I'll, I'll remind them about the weekend. Don't you worry about that?
0: Yeah, so it was obviously going to be a struggle for him to get a place in that team when, you, when you're already behind two, two right backs yeah. as well. And the same problem for Joe Mallon when he brought in Mark Brown. He's obviously looked looked for experience, as Derek Adams in terms of goalkeeper, um, which was a position that I think Joe had been used to or been the bench. He'd obviously got a couple of games last season. Um, Certainly, the St Mirren game in the cap, but he never really got a chance to mm-hmm. improve himself in the league, which it's a shame for the guy. But I think he's he's obviously had time at Elgin, you know, and seasons gone by. I think it's probably is the right time for him now to look elsewhere and try and get some regular first team football. Because from what I've seen of him, I think he's he is a good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. It's just you know breaking into the team, you know, at, at county when you've got Michael Fraser and Mark Brown who've both got SPL experience which is obviously something Joe's lacking
2: Well I know that uh, Elgin City are, are looking to replace John Gibson whose uh, loan the uh, at Dundee will end with Elgin City so perhaps Joe might come in there Elgin City of course looking for a permanent goalkeeper Joe Mallon might uh, the two might fit together very nicely um, Chalky um, perhaps you know, un- unlucky for the likes of Russell Duncan and, and Joe Mallon you know guys that... Uh, just unfortunate not to get game time but you know um, you know, they've just got to, to move on not a nice time to be released just before Christmas and all that but uh, there are other clubs there are other clubs out there looking for players
3: oh that's right now's the time to do it and it gives Derek a couple of weeks now um, I'm sure I know that um, Derek and George Adams have been looking at players up and down the country um, it's a shame, but yeah, yeah in terms of Joe, Joe Mallon, that, that's right. It was as soon as Mark Brown arrived, the writing was in the wall for, for Joe, and um, now's an opportunity for him to, to move on, perhaps, as you say, to Elgin and have a, have a, a clean start. Uh, Russell Duncan is the one that probably disappoints me the most in terms of I don't feel he really got the opportunity he deserved. You know, he was a player who, uh, when he played for Cali Thistle, more often than not they were drawing and winning matches rather than losing mm-hmm. them and um, I don't think we, we um seen enough especially in cup games of Russell Duncan um, but you know we only see flashpoints. we only see these players on match days and Derek sees players day in day out and um you know that that's that's his job at the end of the day and he thinks that, that Russell's um, you know he's got enough quality there that he doesn't need Russell so um, and yeah Jonathan Bates and it was just difficult for, for him to break through defensively Curtis Byrne who knows maybe SFL um, will you know give him the opportunity to, to play there but he's um, getting these guys off the wage bill as as well as um, Stephen Craig who's you know, not returning as well to, to Ross County um, will free up some wages and the, the door will be open uh, for players coming in now
2: Four players going out then um, Who's coming in? Because Derek Adams hasn't been shy in, in letting people know that uh, he is looking to add to his squad we, We've spoken in the past about potential players from England, there's been uh, loan players talked about as well John, who's on your, or what position rather, is on your, your Christmas wishlist?
1: I think Ross County need a, a, a quick and uh, positionally aware left back um, a, a specialist left back to to um, compete with Mark Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick's done okay in fits and spurts but sometimes wingers are too quick for him so I think, I think that's something they need to look at otherwise I think they need a, a genuine target man up front who they can bounce a, a ball off and hold the ball up because every other team as far as I'm aware apart from Celtic who've got the quality elsewhere, to, they don't need a target man. Mm-hmm. every other team in the SBL has one and relies on one from from Dundee with Colin Nish which we saw at the weekend um, all the way up to C- Cali have got the Richie Foran um, and Motherwell have got Michael Higden, who's probably the, the archetypal arc target man um, I've I, Spurious uh, internet forum over the bridge info has a rumour that uh, there's a player called Martin Nielsen, who was an ex Chelsea youth player, uh, and I think he's currently playing uh, in Denmark. and He's 191 centimeters, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> 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 um, Precise. And but he he ha- he was released by Chelsea because he he wasn't scoring enough goals. Kenty don't necessarily need goals from from. From the forward position, if he can hold the ball out, Gregory Tade was superb at Cali mm-hmm. and as he was at St John'son last year. And he's not—he's not a genuine goal scorer, really. He likes to think that he is, but he's not. He's there to, 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 work, work up front and hold the ball and let it stick and bring the others into play. And I think County needs someone like that to be able to bully centre backs. And the, as as good as other forwards are at, the, at Ross County, none of them can bully. One, let alone two defenders.
2: Scott, Santa's up there currently um, sorting out presents. What t- type of player would you like to see arrive?
0: Uh, again, like John says, just a, a big target man, I think, is what we're missing. Um, although last season we obviously relied on goals from both Colin McMenamin and Michael Gardine, uh, this season. We're not getting the goals from the strikers; it's mainly midfielders. So I'd be looking for you know a good target man that's going to get you certainly the second half the season, maybe nine,
2: ten goals. And I think that the goals might just help them on and and, and you know and push them up the table. We'd all like to see that happen. At 2013, then almost upon us. This is our last show before uh, the turn of the year. Let's look back on what has been a. A truly terrific year for Ross County We're talking about SPL football This time last year We weren't, but we kind of thought That we we would be soon Uh, Chalky, um, 2012 as I say What a fantastic year it has been For Ross County Football Club
3: Yeah, it has been historic And um, we thought A couple of years ago That it couldn't get any better for Ross County Reaching the Scottish Cup final And uh, knocking out Hibs and Celtic en route And Ross County were building their own history of beating SPL clubs and cup competitions and uh, rightly getting the headlines and Ross County were getting better and better and growing as a club. And um, Ahead of last season's First Division campaign, I I must admit, I, I thought County would comfortably be top four I I didn't think they would go on to achieve what they did, and uh, all credit to Derek Adams and his coaching and staff and players because the the manner of the the uh, championship win and um, all the pressure from rivals, you you know Falkirk and Partick, um, they they saw them off and, and in big style, and they're in the SPL uh, deservedly so.
2: John, you know, ultimately the 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 first half of the season uh, was was incredible. The second half, you know, obviously it, it, as the season has gone on, you know, we're talking about the bottom end of the table but the fact that we're talking about Ross Kempty and the SPL is saying something.
1: It's still a novelty and uh, I, I do cherish the fact that a uh, club that we we grew up with in uh, as a, as a part time side has got to where it is now mm-hmm. um, there's no getting away from the fact that the SPL can sometimes be a, a brutal league but I'd still rather be there than back in the third division.
2: Scott, um, a very happy day it was. We'll, we'll play some highlights in the end of the show uh, from the, the the you know the, the end of the season, the championship uh, day as well. Um, what a fantastic moment it was in the club's history, and I no doubt you enjoyed it as well, and you're still enjoying it. The the SPL, you know, like John says, is is a novelty, but uh, it's a it's a ride that everyone you know has to enjoy.
0: Yeah, I think especially given in. You know, the previous season uh, we were struggling with a relegation mm-hmm. battle, and I think, and during the summer, reading the comments, I mean, there was a lot of a lot of people in the media were tipping County for the league, which you know we <laughs> kind of laughed at almost. You know, certainly as Paul says, you know, top four finish wouldn't wouldn't have been a bad thing. It would. Um, so, but certainly, the, I mean, for me, if you were to ask me what my favourite game of the season would have been, you know, I could go for the five ones or you know high-scoring games. But for me, it's got to be you know even though it was a 0-0 draw, you know, the game against Motherwell and well in August for me that's you know to see my team that I've been you know grown up watching playing top-flight football was just a combination of I think years of you know we've had setbacks before. Um, we've had some fantastic moments, like the Scottish Cup final, but it kind of brought it all home that day. Playing Motherwell, not quite a sellout, but mm-hmm. you know to see them playing in the Premier League, the game was you know kind of a bit, a bit of a write-off almost. But the fact that they were playing Premier League football was basically a dream
2: come true. Well, you've led me nicely into my next question because I was going to ask you your, your favourite game and and. Perhaps player of the season. There's been a couple of contenders. Uh, who's your, your player of 2012?
0: Well, it's because we're obviously playing two different divisions. For me, towards the second half of last season, Michael Gardine for me was um, our, our best player. I think it tends to be players that have signed pre-contracts before. You know, you look at John Rankin, Stephen Hislop, Graham Bain. I don't know if it's any coincidence that it was all Cali Thistle <laughs> that they went to. <laughs> but their form really straggled second half of the season after they'd signed the pre-contracts. Whereas Michael Gardine uh, was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the link play between him and Colin McMenamin. I mean, I, I can't remember how many goals they scored between them. But when you look at the run that they were on, um, I think the turning point for the season was the 3-2 game against Deer, the midweek game, where they were 2-0 lap here go back to 2-2 and you were thinking this is the sort of game that usually you know we fail to you know close out but then my, uh, Richard Britton got a phenomenal goal <laughs> uh, to put us back in the lead and it just seemed to you that was the catalyst to kind of keep us going and um, although it would be unfair to kind of single out one player I'd say certainly Michael Garden for me um, certainly for the first half of the season if I was to go for the second half of the, se- uh, second half of the year um, I'd say Ian Vigers for me I know he's probably winds up a few people especially the Cali fans it has to be said but that's what he want from a play, though that's you know, what you want but, but I think he thrives on that yeah. and that's that's great and certainly the goals he scored this season have kept us in there yeah. um, he scored some spe- spectacular goals yeah, Ian uh,
2: Vigors does really love scoring against Cali Thistle you can see yeah, that
0: yeah and I, was, I actually missed the goal in the replay because me and my brother had just nipped off to go, f- go for a pie <laughs> and we heard the roar and it was just
2: oh what a goal it was! You missed yeah, as well. we
0: you know we're you know speaking to people afterwards and hearing it was just yeah. I only, I only brought up the couch to actually watch the highlights uh, earlier on in the week, so it's compared to, just, watch to this that, game. just to see that just goal. to see that goal. Yeah, <laughs> I skipped the penalty and I didn't bother watching uh, the second goal from Cali. So, but yeah, for for me, Michael Gardine and Dean Vigors have been, you know, joint award. <laughs>
2: the well, <laughs> youve you can go for it John um, a favorite game and a, a favorite player of 2012 for you so many to, to pick from I'd imagine game wise
1: yeah um uh, going back to the first division let's see um I'd say it was towards the end of the season county had just wrapped up the title um I never got to go to the, the match against Air United um which which was something special on the radio which, which, when I listened to it but um, beating Dundee at home 3-0 was really good because cause they were Ross County's closest title rivals at the time and they, they were just they, they were completely outplayed Derek Adams often says that t- his team plays the other team off the park and doesn't always do that uh, in my eyes but he certainly <laughs> has done it, He he did it against Dundee um, Garden and McMenamin that day were superb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott mentioned their link-up play, and we we haven't seen anything like that um, before or since. Really, um, my favourite player over the whole of 2012 would have to be Richard Britton. He doesn't always get the praise from me as he per- perhaps deserves. That's that's um, no slight on him because he's a he leads by example. He, he is an inspiration. I think. Um, some of his goals have been crucial o- over the last year, um, most notably against Air in the first of the away matches when they played two in succession due to the weather. Uh, weather problems cost giving a, a fixture pilot, but uh, he scored a hat trick against Air United when mm. County. We wondered if they were going to lose their unbeaten streak at that point, but, but he, he scored a left-foot howitzer from about 25 yards to, for the winning goal with about 10 minutes to go, and that sums the guy up.
2: Yep, Richard Britton. Fair to say, he's one of the, the you know the, the contenders for player of, of two thousand and twelve, uh, and great to see him scoring. You know the the first SPL goal, captain in the club to the title and all that as well. Uh, very much deserves that one. At uh, Chalky, always a pleasure to to cover a side that uh, are doing so well. Uh, it really has been a, a pleasure to see uh, Ross came go up to the SPL and get all the rewards that come with it watching SBL Football Week in a week out for an example that the Derbys for you a a, a favourite Ross County game of of 2012 and a player?
3: Yeah I I think uh, John and Scott have uh, summed up the the games perfectly um, and picked out why those games were so important and why county previously would have maybe lost or, or dropped points whereas they, they showed the, the courage last season and determination um, to, to stand up to the challenge against the biggest uh, rivals and uh, you know, Ayr were down the lower end of the table they, they stepped up to the plate and got the result there Dundee I think it was as much against Dundee that they were making the points so I, I can't really better of anything that the, the, the two guys have said there I agree with that. In terms of players I, I go with, with John I think Richard Britton has been the, the standard out for me, and he's still continuing uh, to do it. You know, he, um, at the weekend there, I think um, there was um, a little bit of criticism from the stands, um, especially in the first half of the Ross County performance, and you could tell how much the club meant to, to Richard Britton. He didn't score the goal, but he went over, and he was kind of g'ing up the county fans saying, "Look, you know, we care about this club, and you know, it was just desperately unlucky that Richard Britton was was the man that hit the post deep in stoppage time because he deserved that that winner. So um, it's just been a, a roller coaster ride, and we want it to to continue. It was important that Ross County didn't lose the game at the weekend, and the They've maintained that gap over Dundee and um, they're getting into this this set of festive fixtures, um, you know, know, in confident and upbeat upbeat mood.
2: Excellent stuff. That's it for episode three of the Ross County Fan Zone. Don't forget live commentary of Celtic versus Ross County on MFR2 Super Scoreboard Live on Saturday from 2.30. Well, that's it. My thanks to Paul, Scott and John for joining me here at the studio we'll leave you with highlights of Ross County's 2012.
3: There goes a the trophy. Richard Britton lifts it high up into the sky. Ross County are the first division champions. And the rest the outbound. And tonight's going to be a good night. There'll be a party in Dingwall. Wonderful You see the... The ticker taking up in the air and the music playing and the fans just rising at the moment. I mean, this is, this is the sort of thing you watch at Hamden and don't really associate with Ross County, but it's their day today and it's coming to Victoria Park. Some celebration you only see on the television.
2: No, it's actually happening here. I would just like to say thank you very much for your support. I would like to thank the chairman for his courage and his charisma of taking me back to this football club. I'd also like to thank the best squad, the most successful squad of players that this football club has ever had. The players. I would also like to thank the person that's helped this football club move forward. He is my dad. He is George Adams. He's director of football. Thank you. Can I also say, we are the champions! I don't think we've got the credit we deserve, to be honest. Any other team in any other league would we'll be getting front page, back page headlines, you know, but that's nothing we can do about that. We're just going to keep trying to win games. I
0: don't want to give anybody the rash forecast that we're going to do this or that because that's unfair. Just do our, our homework and our job properly, and we'll get the players that are
1: required to keep us in the Premier League next year. Still a bit surreal for me. I haven't quite understood just what promotion means. Uh, a wee bit like the Cup final, actually, and it's only in the weeks and months after the Cup final, that you begin to realise what your team does.
3: The boys are, are very thankful that we'll get to play the first game here. It's incredible, everyone uh, connected with it. You just take massive credit getting it done in a short space of time, and it'll be, uh, so hopefully, it's a, a packed house. Remember your dream, you're on the skin, so keep on pushing.
2: The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Auld. Listen again online at mfr.co.uk slash rosscounty. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Get more from the North's number one radio station at mfr.co.uk.